Louie, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. For the first time in over a month, here we are, Big J. Yeah, it's crazy. Together. Feeling pretty good about things. Uh, how are things while I was gone? Disastrous, but nobody notices. So, okay. It's all behind the scenes disaster. <laughs> yeah. I put the eye in idiot that first week that you were gone. There's but two uh, eyes in idiot. Okay. I... There you go. So, uh, other than that, that, I mean, we, you know, muddled through and, and had ourselves a Christmas and a New Year's. How was the holidays, my friend? I mean, it was okay. It was weird. How's that? Because well, yeah, I mean, you had to have COVID. a little bit of a get together, right? The uh, just a couple people. Yeah. Yeah, but still, it was, the reason it was weird is because uh, now our family's kind of spread out over the city. Yeah. And there's multiple Christmases now. Not quite four Christmases because, you know, the kids have significant others now. Uh-huh. And so they're spending time with those families and going in between. So it was a little different. You didn't have the undivided attention of your children. Yeah, like, which I demand. <laughs> It is a prerequisite in order yeah. to come over. Undivided. So it was a little different, but uh, it was it was okay. Nice. How about nice. you? Uh, it was it was it was good. I was telling you about how um, how weird it is to be back because uh, you know uh, when you have m- my youngest son uh, is special needs and so uh, bedtime is just an abstract concept. You know. Sure. Uh, there is no like you know lights out at nine thirty kind of a thing, and so there were nights I was up a, a ridiculous. Uh, you know, uh, kind of time frame for somebody that does a morning show. So it's going to take, like, I, I don't think I fell asleep last night until, like, 1. And so it'll take oh, a man. little bit in, to get back oh, into the, the swing of things. But it, it's good to be back. It's always an awkward week back the first week because, you know, uh, like I said, the other part of it is I didn't leave my house. Like, I did not right. leave my house in 17 days. Lots of uh, Uber Eats. Uh, you, no, not even. No. It just, I, you know, I, I actually Instacarted for the first time ever. Have you ever done that? Uh, no, but I, I know somebody who works for Instacart. It was great. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't have to go shopping. I didn't have to do anything, and I, I did some shopping in advance. And so everything was there, and I literally did not leave my house for 17 days. And so we were on lockdown and in a good way because, uh, you know, it was fun to spend some time with the boys and just kind of unplug. But it also makes it weird because, you know, I come back and I haven't listened to the show at all, unfortunately. I'm sorry. You haven't missed anything. And so uh, and so it's always a weird <laughs> week because we go over stuff like, have you talked about this story? And then you remember halfway through Listen, the story. Here's the had. thing. There was nothing to talk about. So <laughs> we're going to be OK. All right. All right. Uh, either way, it, it's good to be back. It is nice to be uh, firing on all cylinders again for the first time in a while. We have to recap the Super Bowl in the morning after Fantasy Football League. It's officially all wrapped up, and history was made, I'll put it that way, uh, yesterday. And uh, I'll, ha- I'll also have you know that the, uh, the winner uh, had his PR person contact me with stats so that we have... All the right information he, he for the breakdown. P- isn't he his own PR person? Uh, actually, no. His significant other ended up being the uh, the PR person <laughs> and sent me a bunch of stats so that we get all of it correct as we recap the morning after Fantasy Football League. All that and some chance to win some cool stuff from us as well on this Monday as we return to things. Let's kick things off with some music. It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's Californication here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. <laughs> Stuff. The morning after with Nick and Big J. Oh yes, let's do some important stuff. And of course, it is a new year. It is the fourth day of January, Big J, 2021. And we usually talk about New Year's resolutions in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm not a big believer in that. Uh, yeah. I believe that if you want to change yourself or anything about you, you should need the change of a calendar in order to do that. But I understand the reason why they exist and how a, a new year, new you thing can be something. But uh, the big thing about New Year's resolutions is how difficult they are to keep and how usually they fall by the wayside uh, by at th- this particular point in the year. And so if you're trying to make and keep New Year's resolutions this year, there's some scientifically backed things that you can do that can actually help you out. First... Quantify that goal of yours and then break it into smaller, more achievable pieces. Big J, you understand? Yeah. If the idea is I don't want to be such a fatty in 2021, don't go, I got to lose 50 pounds. Go, listen, I'm going to lose three pounds by the middle of the year or by the middle of the month, I should say. And then break it into a little bit more achievable pieces and you should be good. As you complete those small pieces, your brain will reward you. And the more frequently you do that, the stronger the connection your brain gets, and you'll be more to, more motivated to continue your goal. So if your goal develops a new habit, 
you want to connect the changes you want to make with the things you already do. For example, if you want to start working out, decide right after you do it to get out of bed or right after you do when you get home from work. Also, you don't have to forget to reward yourself after you do each thing because if you mentally tell yourself that you're proud of what you've done that day, it will actually work. Your brain works that way. It works with positive reinforcement. Additionally, know that it takes about 66 days for people to form any kind of new habit health-wise. And so this is how long it's going to take for your brain to form a strong connection that makes it doing the thing automatically instead of being forced to do it. So hang in there for about two months and you might actually have this thing licked, whatever that New Year's resolution may be. And I know at January 4th, you're thinking, oh my God, end of February, Mayday. But that's how these things work. So that's how science says you can keep your New Year's resolution. Will you? No, probably not. Boise State now has a new athletic director who has experience leading a top five athletic department in the country. His name? Jeremiah Dickey, Big J, the uh, former associate vice president for intercollegiate athletics at Baylor University, was announced as the new athletic director <clears throat> on Saturday night. Uh, it's a mixed bag, I think, of people seem to be excited uh, about it. Uh, people that uh, want the Broncos program to take the next step feel like having somebody with Power 5 experience was important, and so some of the people seem to be geeked. However, there are a lot of former players that aren't very happy with the move. They felt like there was somebody in the program that deserved the bump uh, that ended up leaving with Harson to Auburn. So uh, we'll Man, see what is happening. I don't know if he would have been the athletic director. They're they, talking well, about LaRondo. Uh, no, no, it's somebody else. I'll have to look it up before oh. I, I, I forgot the name. Because this, the, uh, this, you know, he helped, he had to help rebuild things after that whole debacle with Baylor and, and just what was going on there. He had to help rebuild that. Yeah. Thing. No, he's and, done a great job. Yeah. So we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, but either way, there is a new AD. Now we'll get into the coach search here a little bit later on into the show for the football department, which obviously is a big part of the athletic program for the Broncos. But there you have it. Final week of football is complete in the NFL. Bills beat up on the Dolphins, eliminating them from the playoffs yesterday. Ravens big over the Bengals, securing their playoff berth. Browns beat the Steelers to get their first playoff berth in forever and a day. Uh, those two teams will match up again in the wildcard playoff May weekend. Vikings over the Lions, Patriots beat the Jets, Giants beat the Cowboys, Buccaneers over the Falcons big, Packers locked up the number one seat. With a big win over the Bears yesterday, Raiders over the Broncos by one. Colts beat the Jaguars uh, to secure their spot in the playoffs. The Chargers beat the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Rams beat, eliminated the Cardinals from playoff contention with an 18-7 win. Kyler Murray got injured in that game. Seahawks held off the 49ers by three. The Saints big over the Panthers. Titans over the uh, Texans in overtime to get their division title. And then last night on Sunday Night Football, maybe one of the worst games you'll ever see, uh, the Washington football game team beat the Philadelphia Eagles 20-14. to But the Eagles uh, basically threw the white flag in the fourth quarter, which pissed off the Giants fans and well, Giants players. Well, listen, once it happened and I realized that it hurts because I was watching the game wasn't injured, I turned the channel. I'm like, this is... <laughs> it is it is pretty embarrassing to the state of football. That being said, it's not like Hertz was was smoking, showing it up. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, he was seven for twenty with two rushing touchdowns. But at least on the you're trying. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I mean, they didn't even put in Carson Wentz for that. <laughs> the worst part is, I just wish they'd be like, you know, that was just a big f you to the Giants. If, uh, if they would just say that, I would be, I would, that'd be great. Yeah, but no, no, they wanted to evaluate this scrub of a quarterback. <laughs> I'm not buying it either. Come on, but man. Either way, it was it wasn't pretty. So we'll get into the uh, the wild card playoff matchups here a little bit later on. But that was the final week. A couple of coaches are out on their ass today after week 17. Adam Gase, not surprisingly, fired as head coach of the New York Jets and the team that has the number one pick in the draft will be looking for a new head coach as well. The Jaguars said thanks, but no thanks, Doug Marone. So that's going to do it. And uh, probably going to do it for Cam Newton in uh, New England as well. Looks like the Patriots have decided they're not going to try to re-up things with Cam, who signed a one-year deal with the Pats in the offseason. Other big NFL thing that happened yesterday, uh, Derrick Henry, uh, just Derrick Henry all over the place. Congratulations to him. He became the eighth player in NFL history to run for 2,000 yards or more in a season. Uh, he far and away, like, I mean, every other running back outside of Delvin Cook, who didn't play yesterday, uh, just over 1,000 yards rushing. And this guy's got 2,000 yards. I mean, he almost doubled up the third yeah, place. Yeah, he probably has 500 yards after stiff arms alone. <laughs> I mean, it's it's amazing to me. I mean, how 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 
just flawless he makes uh, this stuff look. Because it doesn't even look like he's running that fast, but you know he is. He's so fast and a monster. He's huge. Yeah, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. That and listen, him. here's the thing. He's so important to that team. There's no way they would be in this playoff race without him. Correct. Uh, you are absolutely correct. And and then they get rewarded with a tough matchup in the first round, too. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do that against the Ravens uh, defense as they match up on Wild Card Weekend. Uh, the other thing that we want to talk about is uh, this is a big week for Jeopardy fans, Big J. The final five episodes of Jeopardy featuring Alex Trebek will air this week beginning today so if you want to see the final episodes of uh, alex hosting jeopardy this would be the week to tune in i believe it airs uh, i want to say 6 30 uh, on uh, cbs is where you can check out the jeopardy shows if you want to watch the final week of alex hosting the show which is a uh, tradition in my house Man Up Mondays on the morning after with Nick and Big J. One of the things about going on vacation uh, for the month of December between the two of us is that the annual gift exchange that we have done for years uh, tends to take place off the air. So I want to officially thank Big J for the gifts to my family and myself. Uh, I love my Nick Cave keychain and I love the Rick and Morty chess set. Thank you very much. And so today's Man Up Monday has a lot to do with your gift exchange, which you find in front of you, sir. Yeah! And feel free to open this thing up, and then I'll tell you why I am a completely hopeless, uh, paranoid uh, waste of flesh. Wait, wait, what? When it comes to uh, presents and and things that should be fairly easy to figure out, but yet I cannot do so. Yeah! You can tell everybody what it is. Uh, It is a Rick and Morty doll. It's a Rick pull string... Like a plush doll. Yeah. Right? It's a talking Rick doll, right? Does it swear? Uh, I do not know. Therefore, be careful. Uh, I will have my hand on the dump button. But here's now. Here's here's the reason why. Oh, it doesn't work. Typical. Ah, This is exactly why I'm telling you this. So I get this in the mail, right? And I yank on it forever. And I'm like, what a freaking joke. (laughs) I bought another Big J gift that doesn't freaking work. You've got to be kidding me. It's got to be battery. Uh, It's actually not. But so I order another one because there's enough time for me to do that. So I order another one, right? And I get it. And it also doesn't work. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And so I'm legitimately pissed. And so I jump on the uh, the retailer and I'm like, what's happening? I've ordered two of these and neither of them function. And it doesn't say that because all, all it says on the box is pull my string. Try yeah. me. Try me. Yeah. So if you take Rick out of the box, on the back of Rick, there's a little teeny tiny plastic strip that you have to yank out oh, of his yeah, backside. So it'll connect so with the battery. That, exactly. So that it will actually talk and it does, it should function just fine. But I had to go through almost three of these before wait, I figured wait, it three? out. Well, I'm oh, going to do it again. First. And so, uh, and so <laughs> I, uh, I ended up getting two. I have to send the other one back. I wanted to make sure this one functions. You should, we should both have one. You should, because, you well, no, I, I don't need a talking Rick doll. Uh, and so I, I didn't realize, although I should, that there is a simple plastic little thing on the back that uh, yanks it out that makes Rick talk. And so that is your Man Up Monday. Is It really is the most simple things that I can't even figure out. Instead, I go right to the whole, uh, it must not function. Everything is that I get they, they lied to you. It's not there. It is there. You have to, like, literally undress him uh, in order oh, to get hot. to it. Uh, so Come I, here, Rick. I can, I can let you do that off the air and help you, but it should function. If not, the good news is I have the functioning talking Rick doll in my car that I was going to take to the UPS store to return today. So if that one does not work, <laughs> I have a guaranteed functioning one in my oh, vehicle. It but it's not actually. There you go. See, it actually this does is, work. This will be literally my response every just during the show. <laughs> There you go. Focus on science. <laughs> Thank you, man. I Merry, love it. Merry Christmas. Enjoy. I'm going to carry this everywhere like it's a booby. Like it's a baby Yoda. Yeah. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, some important stuff. You're going to hold tight for that. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Did you hear we're looking for a football coach at Boise State University, Big J? No. Is that, is that new? Yeah. Uh, Brian Harson left for Auburn University. Yeah, I was like, that I've happened, never heard of it, and I but... was like, man, I wish Nick was here so we could talk about this. That's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy, man. Uh, listen, I, 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 I'm very happy and appreciative of what Brian Harson did for the Boise State program. I do not think that move's going to go well for him. Uh, that's just know. what my gut says. 
Uh, I could be very much be wrong, but I feel like that Auburn program is in trouble for a reason, and it's going to be tough to turn that thing around in the SEC uh, currently in the state that it's in. I wish him the best of luck. I feel like that that gig is going to be like in Arkansas, and it's going to be real hard. Like You might have one really decent year, and then it's going to be hard to pull that thing out, but I wish him the best of luck. And I appreciate everything that he's done. And the search continues for the BSU head coach. We do know at this point, however, who it's not going to be. And it's not going to be Kellen Moore, Big J. Uh, Never he, thought it would be. I, I did for a second. I mean, I really, and hell, it sounded like if you listen to Troy Aikman yesterday, Kellen Moore had accepted the gig uh, and, and said that he was in. And then Jerry Jones opened up the checkbook and Kellen Moore backed down. Here's the crazy thing. I can't believe how much money Kellen Moore wasn't making. Oh yeah, well listen, don't forget that that when Kellen got this job, everybody thought they were he was getting gifted a huge favor and what was Jerry Jones doing? And the reason why I thought Kellen Moore had a chance to come back, I, I didn't think it was going to... I told Randy and I were talking about this when I was on vacation. It, last year at this time, I thought there's no way in hell Kellen Moore comes to be the head coach of Boise State. But this year, I was like, well, maybe. Because one, the Cowboys aren't nearly as good as everybody thought they were going to be. Number two, Mike McCarthy's a dumpster fire. And don't forget that he's also an offensive coach. And even if you watch the games... Kellen Moore's offense maybe gets a little bit of credit every now and again, but it's still Mike McCarthy that automatically gets that credit because he's an offensive guy. Right. And so Kellen Moore is living in the shadow of Mike McCarthy, which is a big shadow, number one. And number two, it's also tough to get all the credit you probably deserve working for a guy like that when he's an offensive uh, brain coach like uh, like Mike McCarthy is. And then number three, let's not forget, as much as the Cowboys fans didn't want to let him go, it's not like they've been great to Kellen Moore as a fan base, as a oh, coach, yeah. or as... You know that firsthand. <laughs> or as a player. And so I could actually see this going. Plus, he was 32. You know, he's 32 years old. And and it, it, it's not like people are tripping over themselves to hire the uh, the 6-10 and 10 offensive coordinator as a head coach in the NFL. Well, I think he'll get there someday. I thought at 32, maybe he could pull, like, the Jim Harbaugh thing, where, you know, if he brings Boise State just even a, a little bit of success... That, you know, the NFL would always be there. And he's got 30-plus, 40 years left of coaching if he wants to. And and going back to your alma mater to get started would not be a bad place to get your first head coaching gig, especially considering that here he would be a deity. Do you know what I mean? That's a guy, he'd be already in Coach Pete's status. He could do no wrong. The man would be a god here. Yeah. And that's a good gig to have, and not a gig that's guaranteed anywhere else. But... Jerry Jones opened up the checkbook. Kellen Moore said, thanks, but no thanks. I'm sticking around here in Dallas. And so uh, he also released a statement that he did say he wants to be part of the program again at some point. So he's not ruling anything out. Uh, but, yeah, it, uh, if you believe Troy Aikman, he was he was in. And then Jerry Jones was like, hey, how much is it going to cost to keep you here and running our offense? And so uh, it, it, he's going to stick around in Dallas for a couple of years. Uh, but as we all know, in the NFL, it, it's a fly-by-night gig. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, you know, he it's believed that Jerry Jones is grooming him to be the head coach in Dallas at some point, but Jerry Jones also not ready to part ways with Mike McCarthy, even though he probably should. So we'll see what ends up happening. Either way, uh, they're still looking around. So it looks like, what, Andy Avalos? Is that what you're thinking? Uh, yeah, we'll see. That or, uh, you know, uh, the fan, uh, fans and a lot of the players want uh, Choate from uh, Montana State. Well, yeah, he's got so, some head coaching experience. That's the big thing that's keeping Avalos out. But both, of course, has a connection to the program. Either way, it sounds like we're going to get a Bronco guy uh, for the gig. It would have been interesting to. to have some new uh, some new perspective. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like they really talked to anybody that even had that possibility, right? Yeah, I mean, Gus Malzahn's out there. Yeah, uh, I, I thought the the the, uh, the 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 Texas guy that just got fired, Tom was, Herman, was possibly is a deal. But as I'm well. like, Tom, some of those guys always felt like Boise State wannabes. To me. Well, not only that, but I I think the one thing the Broncos have always wanted is somebody that wants to be here and wants to stick around for at least a little bit. And I'm not sure you get that if you bring in a big name guy, quote unquote. Uh, somebody that wants to probably coach at a Power 5 conference it probably isn't going to have a lot of fun at Boise State until they become yeah. a Power 5 conference, and that's not happening anytime soon. Urban Meyer, let's get him. Wild card uh, weekend is set. Saturday games, Colts and Bills kick things off on CBS. 
Uh, Rams Seahawks is the second game on Sunday, Saturday, and then the Buccaneers and uh, Washington football game is your nightcap Saturday night. Sunday Ravens Titans is the early game. Mid game is Bears and New Orleans Saints. That game also on Nickelodeon. I'm trying to turn what? It. Yeah, uh, it's on CBS of course, but it's on Nickelodeon and Amazon Prime, and I don't know why. I know this is probably too much sports for the Treasure Valley, but let's talk a second about the fact that Tampa Bay Buccaneers have to go to Washington to play a team that barely got into the playoffs. Seven and nine football team in the playoffs. Uh, there's an eight and eight team too in the playoffs for the Yeah, uh, that needs they need to change that, right? Well when you add time uh, to let that division add, stuff go by. They're adding playoff teams to the city. So you trust me, you're gonna see a lot more seven and nine, eight, eight teams in the playoffs than you have in years past. I mean if they keep going but if they change up how they get to that those you know, and base it on your record it might change things a little bit. Uh, reseeding, I think, is a good idea uh, based on record as opposed to, yes, a division leader automatically getting a home game, but that's a debate that's been happening since, you know, the strike year. The dawn uh, of And it hasn't changed, so I don't expect it to do so. Nightcap on Sunday night, by the way, Browns at Steelers on NBC. So you've got six playoff games uh, this weekend for the NFL. First weekend of 2021 brought in $13 million to the box office. Uh, that, of course, uh, was well behind the record of 20, $219 million, uh, back in 2016. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 topped the box office, $5.5 million. That's down 67% over the opening weekend. Uh, you can blame that on the theaters. You can also blame that on uh, poor box office scores. Uh, I was looking, Big J. It, it has the worst score audience-wise in the DC Universe putting it right behind uh, Suicide Squad as uh, considered to be by audiences the worst DC movie uh, in the DC Extended Universe. No help on how the uh, release helped boost subscribers to the HBO Max side of things, but it, it did well enough to have them streamline Wonder Woman 3, so they have to be at least a little bit excited about the amount of people that see it. sounds like everybody at least had wanted to take a look at it, had a chance to watch it. So even though it didn't make a ton of money at the box office... Uh, domestically, that probably is because of theaters being open is an issue, but it seems like a lot of people are seeing it, which is the end game for HBO Max anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, they keep trying to compare numbers, and I'm like, you can't. It's impossible because it's not a, it's an apple to oranges conversation. And so, yeah, I mean, why would you wouldn't go to the theater to see it again if you loved it? Right. I just watched it on HBO Max again. I, you know, you don't have to go to the theater to see it. Yes, you don't have to, but you did see it in the theater, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there, the option is there for you if you want it. Delicious popcorn is nice, I suppose, if you want that particular option. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Point three, the X rocks. Big J, I'm going to freely admit I don't know a whole lot about drug smuggling, so we're going to have to lean oh. on your expertise. Okay. Here. Uh, for today's We're Going to Hell Story. As we head to Barcelona for today's We're Going to Hell Story, where a Colombia man was detained in Barcelona because he decided it would be a good time to smuggle about $34,000 worth of cocaine under his toupee, according to Reuters. Uh, and the thing that makes this so the comical. Hey, Yeah. I uh, mean, how much coke can you get under a toupee? Now, the answer to that is a lot. Now, how much coke can you get under a toupee and it still looks like a properly fitting toupee? Not nearly as much as this guy was trying to pull off. And that's what makes this so comical is if you see his mugshot, which we will post to the morning after Facebook page, uh, it's like he's clearly hiding something under his toupee. I'm not sure how you look in the mirror and go, yeah, that'll play. Uh, because it looks like he has a gigantic growth on the top of his head underneath a, a wig that he has put on his hair. It's a ill-fitting toupee, to say the least, and underneath it is a big, gigantic, basically a huge black baggie filled with cocaine. And so, at the end of the day, it turned out he wasn't fooled at anybody. But it was not a smart move for him. Police say uh, the man caught their attention when he arrived on the flight from Bogota, Colombia on June 18th and appeared fairly nervous. Officers then had the man remove his wig at customs and found a package stuck to his head with about $34,000 worth of cocaine. Uh, the Spanish National Police said, quote, there's no limit to the inventiveness of drug traffickers trying to mock controls, although I will uh, argue that point. It's not A, very inventive, or B, very convincing what he tried to do. 
Uh, basically, uh, the the statement included the picture of a guy with his eyes blocked out, but police gave more de- no more details regarding his identity. He was charged with, of course, a whole bunch of smuggling charges. He is still in police custody, but under the toupee, not a highly recommended drug smuggling. Yeah, bar. it seems like a one-off for this guy. It definitely... It's not I mean, like a submarine, you know? There's no way he got away with this before doing this. I mean, this may have been, like, something that he pulled off in the past. Not nearly with this much cocaine. It's got to be, like, one of those deals where, like, you've been a smuggler for a while. And somebody comes to you and go, listen, now we need you to, like, triple what we usually have you take. And you look at it and go, well, listen, I'm not ingesting that. I'm not hiding it where other people hide drugs. Maybe I'll try this. I got a great idea, guys. (laughs) I'm going to put it under my wig, and it's going to work. And it did very much not. So we'll post the uh, photo to the morning after page. You can check out the goofy mugshot. But that is what really makes the story. Don't hide cocaine under YouTube. And now you know. Yeah, that's what your beard's for. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. (laughs) It is the x Rocks. (laughs) That is Nirvana. That is in bloom here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The x Rocks. Big J, you're familiar with King's Hawaiian Rolls, yes? Oh, yeah. Uh, are you a fan? I mean, sometimes, sometimes not. What? Okay. Now I mean, it just, just depends on what you're putting on it. Because it's kind of a sweet bread. It is very much a sweet bread. So, you know, I know a lot of people like to put it with barbecue, but I, you know, a lot of barbecue is already kind of sweet. So I don't, you know, it just depends. Uh, I enjoy uh, meatball sliders. There you go. On uh, on the King Sweet Roll. I've also been known to, uh, to enjoy uh, from time to time. They now make full loaves of bread, right? And uh, and just a regular old like ham and cheese sandwich is pretty damn good on it as well. I, I will uh, say that I do enjoy uh, King's Rolls very much. Uh, but one man has had it up to here, Big J. He is taking King's Hawaiian Sweet Rolls to court because he's very upset. If you have any guess as to why uh, this man wants money out of King's Hawaiian Rolls, I'd be happy to take any guesses. Um... He's, he's Hawaiian and doesn't think that they're a representative of his culture. You're pretty close. Now, he is not Hawaiian, but what he is very upset about is he buys King's Hawaiian Sweet Rolls because he wants to support Hawaiian businesses. But for the last 20 years, King's Hawaiian Sweet Rolls have been manufactured and made in Torrance, California. And this guy is not happy about it. He is suing them for false advertising because he says, how can you call yourself King's Hawaiian Sweet Rolls, even on the front of your package, make a uh, fairly big promise to Hilo Hawaii uh, on the front of it when you're made in Torrance, California. And so this guy would like some money because of it. Now, uh, if you want the story and the history of King's Hawaiian Sweet Rolls, you should know that the company actually uh, did get started in Hilo, Hawaii back in the 1950s. Uh, it was oh, it was part of Robert Tierra's Robert's Bakery. The company was then named King's Bakery when it later expanded into Honolulu and was made King's Hawaiian Sweet Rolls there for decades until the 1990s when the business eventually uh, moved to Torrance. And so now that is where all the King's Hawaiian Sweet Rolls are made uh, in Torrance, California, while they still use that same recipe that was created in Hilo, Hawaii, and obviously uh, hearken to it in all of their marketing and what they do. They are not actually manufactured or made in Hawaii, and this guy's upset about it. Now, uh, while I understand, I guess, the frustration, maybe, I'm not sure how this means that this guy's entitled to money. But this is America, Big J, and we file frivolous lawsuits all the time. And this guy wants some money out of King's Hawaiian Sweet Rolls because they're not actually manufactured in Hawaii. Does he have a lawsuit? No. Well, King's Hawaiian Rolls have yet to uh, respond publicly to the lawsuit, but it has been filed in New York, and we will see if it actually goes through. But it seems like uh, I'm not sure why somebody would feel so obligated to support Hawaiian businesses that he feels like he's been ripped off when he finds out the company actually is in Torrance, California. But again, all this could be figured out and and remedied with a simple reading of the label, which apparently this guy hasn't done for years because it does Why say... Why would you? On the, well, it's I, a good question. <laughs> apparently, at some point, he actually did. Otherwise, he wouldn't file the lawsuit to begin with. But anyway, we'll see if King's Hawaiian Rolls 
will have their day in court. I'm guessing probably not. Uh, I'm not sure why this guy would want some money, unless he wants like his $3.89 refunded from the sweet rolls that he most recently bought. He wants his $2. Maybe, maybe they could settle that out of court. Morning After with Nick and Big J on the way. Some important stuff, plus your pop culture smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. How about we start out the new year with some hope? Those of you that are single, it seems that there's hope for people that actually meet on dating apps these days. New study shows that people who met in the via a dating app back in 2018 had stronger connections than couples who met offline. Also, people who met via dating apps expressed the same level of satisfaction in their relationships as other couples currently and are more diverse in terms of educational and geographic background. You meet people more outside your bubble via a dating app, dude. Study co-author Gina Porteca says that large parts of the media claim that dating apps have a negative impact on the quality of relationships, but there's been no evidence to prove this case. And actually, that if you're in a serious and committed relationship, if you met on a dating app, it's just as good if you met like in the grocery store, bro. So don't let it scare you off a dating app, I guess. Uh, as long as you know that, like, I think there's a difference between dating apps and hookup apps, right? No. Oh. No, there isn't. Okay. I see these are things I need to know. Uh, they're all the same? Yeah, both my kids uh, are in stable relationships. They found each other on Tinder. See? There you go. Big J says not, no not together, but but separately. Wait, what? There you go. What do you mean not together? They, they're, they're, they're not dating each other. They're dating other people. Well, you see what I'm saying? I just didn't want people to get the wrong idea. It's not like they used Tinder and then found each other. I'm not sure anybody would have gotten that Okay, idea. I just want to make sure. Until you said that. Boise State has a new athletic director. His name is Jeremiah Dickey. He comes to us from uh, Baylor University. He was the associate vice president for intercollegiate athletics there and made the announcement on Saturday night that he is headed to Boise State. We do know that Kellen Moore is not. He decided to pass on the Broncos head coaching job, signed a contract extension to remain the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. So the Broncos still looking. Looks like Andy Avalos is in the driver's seat. We'll see if we get ourselves any kind of announcement here sometime soon. We know that the Jets and Jaguars will both be looking for a new head coach. Adam Gase and Doug Marone fired in the last 24 hours uh, in the NFL side of things. This, of course, on top of the Falcons that are already looking for a coach as well. Uh, Lions, too, I imagine, right? Yeah. Uh, so there are some openings in the NFL this season. We'll see what ends up happening. Browns ended their playoff drought. They hadn't made the NFL playoffs since 2002, back when you were in short pants, Big J. But they got a 24-22 win over the Steelers. That gave them a wildcard berth. They improved to 11-5 this season. They'll be taking on the Steelers again on Sunday in the nightcap for the wildcard weekend. Colts, Bills. Rams, Seahawks, Buccaneers, Washington football team, Ravens, Titans, Bears, Saints. The other matchups for Wildcard Weekend uh, spread out throughout Saturday and Sunday for your viewing pleasure. Congratulations to Steph Curry. He uh, scored a career-high 62 points in the Warriors' 137-122 win over Portland last night at home. His 62 points came in just 36 minutes. Uh, The first players with 62 or more points in 36 uh, minutes since... Uh, Kobe Bryant did it in 2005. He had 62 points in 33 minutes. But Steph Curry could not miss last night. He was filling it up, bro. And we have some bad news to share with you this morning. It is reported that former Children of Bodom singer and guitarist Alexi Lajo has passed away at the age of 41 years old after what is called, quote, long-term health issues from his family. Uh, The Finnish musician passed away in Helsinki, Finland last week. No cause of death was specified, but of course, he was the founder of Children of Bodom back in 1993, was with the band until they split up at the end of 2019. This year, or last year, I should say, 2020, he formed a new band, Bodom After Midnight, but of course, didn't get to do a whole hell of a lot with them, unfortunately. Uh, Children of Bodom played here a couple of times. Once they headlined the Knitting Factory back in 2012, and then back in 2013, Alexi was on this particular radio station as they were part of the Mayhem Festival back in the day and put on an amazing set and those that uh, saw children of bodom are familiar with his not only incredible guitar skills but also was one hell of a vocalist so rest in peace alexi laho uh, of children of bodom fame morning after with nick and big j there's your important stuff 
morning after with Nick and Big J. And do we have a beautiful prize here today for Pop Culture Smackdown and going forth here? Avatar, one of our favorite bands, Nick, uh, they're putting together something cool called Avatar Ages. Uh, four different streams that's happening, kicking off January 9th that they're going to be doing. The sets look amazing. I mean, this is going to be something that you've never seen before. Uh, and it's it's not as good as seeing them in person, but I tell you what, it's going to be pretty damn awesome. So we'll get you set up with a code for you to be able to enjoy Avatar Age's dreams here on January 9th. It's pretty awesome. That's like all of Hunter Gatherer and then some select stuff from their older catalog, which is hard and heavy and awesome. And if you haven't seen Avatar Live, you're missing out, but this is as close as you're going to get for a while. So it's a cool little code to get you in on it. If you'd like to play for it, you have to defeat Big J in the process. 208. 287-1003. Good old pop culture smackdown, man. It's been a while. Let's see if we can't go on a run. Hello, the X. Hello. Uh, what is your name, sir? Devin. Alright, Devin, you're up first. Devin, what NFL team represents the city of Seattle? Seahawks. Right. That is correct. Big J, what company store are you at if you're seeking help at its trademark genius bar? What company? What? What company store are you at if you're seeking help at its trademark Genius Bar? <laughs> oh, boy. Welcome back to Pop Culture Smackdown. <laughs> I thought this was an easy one. No, the Genius Bar? Yeah, the Genius Bar. I'm the last person that should be knowing anything about that. I will not argue that. What? Um... You said store. I said company store. Company store. Uh, uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Google. Wrong. Right at the company store. That is incorrect. Uh, Devin, do you happen to know the answer? You win. I'm, I'm not a genius. I have no clue. Uh, you would be headed to the Apple store. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. The Apple store. That's it. Uh, hang out at the Genius Bar. Uh, Devin, congratulations. You have won a code new Avatar Ages. Sometimes it's that easy. we got to get back into the swing of things. It's preseason for Listen, Big J again. I'm not going to give Apple any credit for nothing. <laughs> uh, and that is your pop culture smackdown this morning. We shall do a run of headlines that's happening next on the x It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore, man. Check out the website, GoTeamMazda.com. It is a great place to get started for your next new or used car adventure. Inventory always being updated on there. The Sweet 16, Under 16 there as well. And they have the Fresh Start credit button. So if you've got some credit issues, they'll take care of you. So check out GoTeamMazda.com for more information. Headlines are as follows. Big J, good news for the new year. We can't have things and creepy. Uh, let's go. Uh, we can't have nice things. Apparently, some people think masks are good bait for fish. Pennsylvania authorities are urging people to knock it off when it comes to throwing their protective masks into the state's streams. The, the Pennsylvania hell? Fish and Boat Commission borrowed a line from Dr. Seuss's The Lorax, writing on Facebook, We are the FBC. We speak for the fishes. Please listen now to our 2021 wishes. When wearing your mask, don't be mean. Throw it in the trash, not in the stream, Big J. I get it. They also included an image of a fish wearing a surgical mask, which is pretty much counterintuitive to what they're asking you to do. But across the country, inappropriately disposed of masks and gloves have been linked to clogged storm drains and sewers. Discarded masks were even found floating in the Mediterranean Sea back in June. So once again reminds us, for some reason, we have such a hard time doing the right thing. <laughs> I don't know why it's so hard for us to chuck our masks in the garbage when we're done with them. They're disposable for a reason. Don't just leave them on the street or throw them in the water. But uh, again, people need to be reminded of these things. So that's exactly mm -hmm. what we're doing. Good news for the new year or creepy? Creepy. A home for sale in Vermont is gathering attention online for an unusual feature. It has seven jail cells in the house because oh. back in the day it used to be a county jail, but then they turned it into a home. It's listed for sale on Realtor.com, and it served as the jailer's residence before it became a full-on house back in 1969. The jail attached to the north wall of the home includes seven cells with barred windows. It still exhibits the original prison cells with barred windows and a jailer's office, according to the listing. The home is for sale for $149,000, Big J. It Dang. includes four bedrooms, two baths, an updated kitchen with stainless steel appliances, and again, your own jail. Yeah, so, Dexter Morgan would be uh, interested in that. 
Not bad. We, we, what, a great, what a great place for serial killers. A jail? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you. Why? Why would that so you hold serious? people? So you could, you know, hold people hostage. Oh, you said creepy. It is creepy. It is creepy to have your very own jail. I don't know why you would need seven jail cells. It's the Disney Plus version. You can't murder them. You just have to hold them. Uh, I am. Uh, I am also very weirded out by the fact that I think it's a bargain for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I had to see it, but I mean, four bedroom, two bath, kitchen, and a new kitchen, and a jail. Yeah. For $150,000? Hey, Canyon County. <laughs> I mean, the downside is it's in Vermont, I suppose, but might be a good investment mm-hmm. property. Wrap it up with good news for the new year. And some thieves are actually good-hearted. A University of New Mexico student named Conrad Duran says he saw two old dining chairs left out of the curb on Christmas Eve and decided to take them home and try to fix them up for use inside of his home. He left them outside his garage door, but when he returned home from work, he found that somebody had stolen them from him. Then when he returned home after spending the weekend visiting his family, the chairs were back with a fresh coat of paint, brand new upholstery, totally renovated, Big J. He added there was a note on one of the chairs about doing good for others. Duran said, I thought they'd been stolen, and lo and behold, they had just been taken, redid them, and returned them as a kiss Christmas gift. Oh. And they look absolutely beautiful. So this guy got some two refurbished chairs from a, a good-hearted neighbor, I guess, when he thought he was being stolen from. So there's that. A little bit of good for other people. Positivity, Big J. That's what we're bringing to the table here. Good. And headlines. You're up to date on everything. It's the Morning After with Nick and Big J. A recap of what has become the end of the Morning After Fantasy Football season is next on the X-Rocks. Five Figure Death Punch, living the dream here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. And one man is living the dream as we wrap up the Morning After Fantasy Football League. And history was made, Big J. Oh, was it? Yep. In the uh, 13 years that we have done the Morning After Fantasy Football League, it has been 13 seasons, uh, there has been a few constants. That constant is neither of us will win the Super Bowl. Uh, and that constant has remained. So you you were close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was. Uh, you know, I know you did the recap. Had I not had a, uh, let me tell you who the least valuable player was on my team the last couple of weeks. DK Metcalf. God bless him. He had a huge year for the Seahawks and for me, but did just did not show up yeah. in the last couple of weeks. And uh, Patty Mahomes, who did not play very well against the Atlanta Falcons of all stinking teams, uh, who everybody can throw four touchdowns against. Uh, only got two in my <laughs> playoff game, and that's what ended up costing me the uh, the victory and a chance to go to the Super Bowl. But I did not make it to the Super Bowl, but that obviously is something that always happens around here. The other thing that has never happened in the morning after fantasy football uh, league history has been a repeat champion. Now, a lot of reasons for that is it's tough to kind of get into the league. But uh, when we first started this thing 13 years ago, our very first winner was Dell. And the prize for winning the league was a lifetime uh, ability to be as part of the Morning at Fantasy Football League. At the time, we thought that was a prize. We also didn't know it would be going for 13 years. Yeah, and I say with this win, then it also cancels that out. <laughs> well, we don't so. have any other prize, so we might have to actually uh, continue that going on. Either way, uh, uh, Dell uh, was Sequanda forever for the season. He came in as the four seed, knocked me off in the semifinals uh, thanks to a big performance from Josh Allen, and then decided to bench Josh Allen just in case he ended up getting the hook in the game against the Dolphins, which he did even though Allen had a pretty good game. He decided to go with Kirk Cousins instead, and Kirk Cousins was the man that led him to the Fantasy Football Championship. So for the first time in the 13-year history of the morning after Fantasy Football League, Dell is a repeat champion with a 131-100 win over wrongside Kamara and Courtney, who did fantastic all season long as well. Got some terrible news. Her big, her biggest first-round draft pick, Alvin Kamara, tested positive for COVID-19, so it was a no-go in Week 17, coming off a 56-point performance in the, yeah. the semi final so that sucks she had to go with the giant jets running back which is never a good thing and only got her eight points and so she was playing from behind from the word go uh got a good performance out of aaron Rodgers and out of uh, jones the running back for tampa bay but really that's the only other players that got her more than uh double digits and just put up 100 points in the championship game where dell got 18 out of aaron jones miles gaskin got him 17 uh ty hilton got him 13 19 out of uh samuel 
for the Carolina Panthers and nine points out of his defense. So a nice performance. Uh, Dell sent me his stats, Big J, and I can confirm this looking at the history. Uh, he's been in the league for 13 years. He has made the playoffs 11 times, four championship playoff berths, and now two victories. Uh, that is the full stat line for Saquanda Forever, who, so congratulations. Who keeps those stats? Dell does. He's got a little notebook. He, he, he well, right I wish he him. would keep stats for the entire league. <laughs> if you could help out, that'd be nice. Uh, so congratulations to Dell, your 2020 Morning After Fantasy Football League champion. Uh, Well-deserved, and congratulations to you, sir. Uh, enjoy uh, nothing, because that is the prize that we have for the Morning yeah, After we'll Fantasy We'll find Football him League. something. Of course. I mean, uh, and, you know, part of his genius, I mean, who would have picked up Kirk Cousins and thought he would be important um, on, on week 17, but I mean, that, that's why he is really good at fantasy football. He is. He, he does really well with the waiver wire every single year and uh, and did so again this year. In the third place game, it was me against uh, the team that constantly changed his name every week, uh, Wayne, who's this time his, his name was Pickle Nick's Pickle Tickle. Uh, and ended up beating me pretty handily, 155 to 131. Uh, a big reason for that was Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he had Alexander Madison in there for the Vikings, who had a huge game. A.J. Brown had a huge game for the Titans and 10 points out of the Washington football team's defense for 155. I had a puncher's chance because I had a really good game out of David Montgomery against the Packers and a huge game out of Jonathan Taylor. Uh, in my flex position, 38 points for him. But I got bad news at 1 o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. The Chiefs, for some reason, decided to wait until the very last minute to say that Pat Mahomes wasn't going to play. I had him in my lineup the whole way, uh, thinking that maybe he might want to make one final push for the MVP, and I would uh, lead that to a nice game against a questionable Chargers defense. But... They pulled him at 1 o'clock, so I, I the, the early games had already been going on, and I got the notification that he wasn't yeah. playing, and I was like, well, crap. And so I had to go to war with Mitchell Trubisky yesterday. Uh, that's the only real choice I had other than the scrubs that were playing that nobody had ever heard of because uh, everybody else had been claimed. And so it just uh, it was not good. I only got 10 points out of Mitchell Trubisky, and that cost me the game. So uh, Pat Mahomes, puh. Uh, as much as he did to get me here, uh, he, he really let me down in the playoffs, that's for sure. Either way, congratulations to Dell, congratulations to Courtney, congratulations to Wayne. Another great season in the books. Yeah. Big J, your recap. You know who didn't let me down at all this season? Derek Henry. He's a stud. It, the, I think my first pick, and should have been, you know, the only pick. Um, I mean, had he, I, there was a couple games where he wasn't quite as good as he is, uh, uh, like he was yesterday. And so I didn't win those games. Um, which means that the rest of my draft was crap. Well, and I mean, so, you did pretty well. You you ended up Deshaun Watson was okay for you, but you had, you had some injuries early on. You had some real wide receiver difficulties throughout the year, and you couldn't find a consistent tight end to save your life. That's that's par for the course, though, in fantasy football, I suppose. Yep, it, it is, and it's hard now when you the first three or four tight ends, and, and that's it. That's all she wrote. But I uh, ended up with a score 147 last game. Uh, I saw so, uh, above. I guess just below 500. Perfect for me. Uh, so what what place does that put you in? Did you see? Was that like the, the fifth place game? The fourth place? The, well, uh, let's see place, here. So was it sixth place? Um, Did you win last sixth week? Sixth place, yes. Uh, no, I got killed. Okay, then you're in seventh so, place. So either way. This says sixth here. but Then congratulations to you, Big J, on a sixth place finish. There's your morning after Fantasy hey, Football thanks. League recap final for the year. We'll try to make it year 14 next year, and this time one of us has to win it. You understand, Big J? Okay. Pressure's on. I'm preparing now. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll do some bad impressions next on the X-Rock. Unpressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, and let's get you hooked up with a uh, an amazing streaming experience from Avatar, Avatar Dreams. They've got four different streams they're going to be doing through January. This is the first one. It's uh, happening January 9th. Uh, so we'll get you a code for that if you can figure out bad impressions. 208-287-1003 is the phone number if you want to check out some live Avatar streaming action. Big J has prepared three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. Figure out whom that famous person is in those three clues or less. And you're checking something out online and you're being pretty cool about it. It would be my guess. Hello, the X. Yes, sir. Good morning, man. What's your name? Marshall. All right, Marshall, you're up first. Good luck. Hey, Jabroni. Hey, Jabroni. Uh, give me another one. I only had seven bucks in my pocket. Oh, man. I'm honestly drawing a blank. Give me another one. Can you smell what I'm cooking? Oh, I'm going to go with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. 
There you go. Makes perfect sense for that to be the first bad impression of 2021. Yeah. Hang on one second, Marshall. Probably be tomorrow's, too. Uh, why is Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the news? Well, The Rock uh, continues to uh, do what he does, and that's uh, be cool to everybody he, he's ever met. Uh, quite frankly, it ever helped the man, give him a hand up. Uh, he, he tries to pay it back, and uh, he uh, just recently uh, hooked up a very good friend of his uh, from uh, when he just got started out in the wrestling world. Uh his name is Bruno and uh, hooked him up with a brand new SUV uh, because he helped give him uh, the money to buy his first car when he only literally had seven bucks in his pocket. Nice. What did he buy? Uh, what what kind of what, car did the yeah, rock buy? Yeah, did you see where the first car was? Uh, I don't, you know, I didn't see that in this, in this uh, abbreviated version of the story, but uh, I'm sure it was a piece of junk. And what's the new SUV that he ended up with? Uh, it looks like a nice Lincoln Navigator, possibly. Jeez, man, we need to be friends. You know, I met The Rock once. He didn't offer me a single thing. Well, did you do something for him? Yeah, I mean, I opened up the door for him. That's something, right? Oh, it was a pickup to truck. Let, to, let him into the, pickup uh, truck. to let him into the studio to do the interview. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. He, he, he maybe. Well, hey, you know what? Don't don't say never right now. I mean, he might get you down the road. I suppose um, it's true. Uh, also, he's got he's got something he's teasing that he's is, is really big coming around. Uh, you know, the last time I think it was his deal with Under Armour and the stuff that he's uh, been doing there. So we'll see what that brings. Tomorrow. I, I did notice that uh, that Rampage just started to pop up on HBO Max. Should I watch it, Big J? Starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's got better special effects than Wonder Woman, so... <laughs> well, I don't I don't base whether I like a movie or not on just special effects. Okay. But is it well, good? Well, you should. Uh, no, nah, it's okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, that does not you, sound listen, like... A, you're not missing anything by not watching it. It does not sound like a resounding uh, approval rate. But either way, uh, thank you to Dwayne The Rock Johnson for being such a good person. I will wait patiently for whatever reward you want to bestow on me. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. <laughs> Greta Van Fleet, My Way Soon, is wrapping up the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Here on this fourth day of January 2021, the first day back together as a morning show uh, in feels like forever. But a successful one, Big J. Agree or disagree? Agreed. Circle gets the square. We got ourselves a nice little recap in the Morning After Fantasy Football League. Congratulations to Sequanda Forever. Dell. For winning the title, his second morning after Fantasy Football Championship, a record. Uh, the record uh, up until this point was one, Big J, for 13 straight years. Wow. But it switched off today. Uh, also, we had a chance to learn not to smuggle cocaine underneath your toupee. It doesn't work like it. you would think it would work in the movies. You just look like you have a bunch of stuff hiding underneath your toupee. You can check out the Morning After's Facebook page if you want more information on that. And we even got to weigh in a little bit on the Broncos head coaching position, Big J. That's the kind of in-depth analysis you get on this show. Damn right. Cover uh, the gamut. That leaves you with the floor, my friend. Yeah, thanks for my uh, gift. You're welcome. You're welcome. Let's, uh, let's take a risk here. It bleeped itself. Oh, yeah. yeah but also disappointing. <laughs> uh, I want to get uh, like uh, a little rope to put around my neck so I can just have this as my necklace. Yeah, that can end well, though. Uh, there could not end well if you have so, a rope around your neck. So a, nice, uh, a nice, a uh, nice plush uh, little uh, Rick doll. And the uh, the the arms the the arms do move if you want to move it around. They twist it up and they they can you can put them <sighs> in different, you can put them in different positions if you want to move his arms around. Like a real doll, just like you like. Yeah. Uh, so you are welcome, my friend. Happy to be a part of it. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned superstore. GoTeamMazda.com is the website. A great place to get started. Jason Drew is coming in next. We will see you guys tomorrow. You have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.